episode four, man. We made it. Fuck, finally. Man. Finally. Yo, that, somebody said we said too many f bombs on here. You know what? I listened to the podcast the other day, and I was like, you know what? We do cuss a lot, but it's natural. I mean, I I can't help it. And there's a study that came out recently too that said uh, the more people curse, the higher IQ they tend That's to a have. That's a fact. It is a fact. So fuck True story. everybody who thinks we said too many f bombs. <laughs> fuck shit. All all that other stuff. What was um, that? Uh, George Carlin. Fuck bitch shit cunt. His favorite words. Yeah. <laughs> I can't so yeah, we're here, episode four. Um, that week and a half flew by, man. Since the last, uh, the last episode, we talking about chopped and screwed. For those that don't know, chopped and screwed, episode four, man. Houston, Houston yeah. reference, man. H town, hold it down, man. So however you want to call it, chopped and screwed, screwed and chopped, slowed and thrown, chopped and not slapped, whatever you want to call it. Shout out to DJ Screwed, rest in peace. That's what's up. Um, for those who aren't familiar. Because it is super regional, although it's super like regional, very specific yeah, region. Man. Though, like, I think that's dope because I think Houston had this crazy like movement where I don't, you know, I think who really put on I think on a popularity scale was uh, Chameleonaire, Paul Wall, like Slim Thug. Yeah, I know there was house. like the, I know that it was existing before them locally, but I think on a on a national level, international level, I think they really put shit on the map. And that sucks, man. I mean, not sucks because I'm happy for them. And I still like rock with them, but it happened after Screw Past, and so he couldn't even be around to see his influence. And for those that don't know, like if you hear anything slowed down with like the deep voice and like slow record scratches and stuff like that. That's all DJ Screw. Mm-hmm. Like he he pioneered that shit, and there's a specific way to do it. So if you're really not rocking with three people now, I think it's, or not three people, but but three entities rather. OG Ron C, I think Michael Watts, mm-hmm. the other one, and he came up with Swisher House with Slim Thug and them, um, or the Chop Stars. Like that shit ain't official, at least not to me. But I mean, love the music. Obviously, I'm wearing a fucking Screwston T-shirt, so um, it's fresh. Thank you, man. Um, I do. I do love the fact that the influence is like all over the place. Because off the top of my head, like Kendrick has done it. Um, Everybody's he does the done it. Voice. Yeah, even like uh, like R and B acts like Division has done it. Uh, ASAP Rocky got famous off Rocky's, of that. And even like Schoolboy Q, like the whole camp is like very yeah. much Houston influence, which is yeah. And the thing, different. I mean, Houston's gonna have the shine, man. I don't know why. They don't. They had their. They had their time like the early two thousands, like you said. With like back then, they didn't want me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Still tipping. Paul, any Paul Wall hit was out there like hitting, and then out of all of a sudden, nothing. Mike Jones. <laughs> <laughs> three eight one. What was it three eight one? I can't remember his number. Two, Mike Jones. Eight, I don't know what it was. Yo, that man, was the most repetitive. It was a real phone number though. I know. He would pick up. People yeah, said he would pick and pe- up, and, he, and people would troll the fuck out of him. Which I mean, you know, you kind of asked for it, but it is what it is. Uh, but one, one common theme for me, um, actually, before we get into the theme of the episode, man, let's get into the heat check, man. What you got on? Puerto Rico. Hey, man. Puerto Rico's in the house. The Boricuas, man, repping for PR, man. Um, you are super fucking Puerto Rican out today, man. I love it. I mean, the Puerto Rican flag today. It's not even June anymore. The festival's over. The parade's done, but fuck it. You know what? I say the same shit that people say to me when they see my daughter, like, in the, um, like, uh, the Black History Month clothes. I was like, uh, it's Black History Month every month. I still, okay. I still put Ben in his, uh, I saw Kennedy rocking the, uh, the Langston Hughes, Harry Tubman, my, uh, yeah, um, Martin shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benji has the same shirt, too. And I saw, I was just like, 
You got fresh. to. I mean, they probably look at her like, oh, that's kind of weird. But I was like, she doesn't look biracial. Yo, fuck your life. How about yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> but fuck it, man. Yeah, super Puerto Rican out. Like, you know, nah, no doubt Paloma, today, man. man. What up to Paloma and shit? Wifey, man. Did Rapping you tell that. her that? Did you tell her that? Uh, that shit that I sent you about. I did. My, was, <laughs> She's like, it's a fact. <laughs> we'll get into that later. I don't want to get too random tats. Um, <laughs> what about you, man? What you got on, man? I got on something that's cheap. So if you guys want it, you should get out and get it. Uh, rocking the Kith slash uh, Scotty Pippen uh, Air Maestros, and these are dope just because the quality is like super on par. But even on the resale market, they only hit for like a hundred bucks, hundred and ten. I copped them for With retail. Too, man, I still that's think fresh. they're worth it. And that's how you know, like, that you like him. And, like, just the little, when Kith was popping. Kith, Kith is, is popping. Pop. Kith was, is not popping anymore. They still, they Kith have. Kith is still popping, man. No, man. Have you tried their hoodies on recently? No, I haven't. Because, basically, if you have a torso like SpongeBob, it works for you. <laughs> it's mad boxy, short sleeves. I don't know who the fuck they model it for, but I'm like, Jadakus. it's not for me. <laughs> Hey, he's wrong. Like, he was doing know, fucking pull-ups the other doing, day. He might fuck around, come through, and bench press both of us for talking that shit, man. Yo, uh, you know what, those though? I know it's like the, the chopped and screwed episode. I know it's for Houston, but that's like an ode to the purple tape for me. Oh, true, true. So I'm like, yo. It's a whole lot of different. It's that's a, a lot, lot of references, stuff, yeah. man. Purple but it's syrup, man. Like, I, lean. It's <laughs> <laughs> nah, Shout man. out to the double cups, but not today. It's Topo Chico today. Yeah, the Topo Chico chamacos are in the house, man. We're going sober. <laughs> Topo Coming Chico boys going today. mad sober with it today just because it's kind of a heavy subject. So if y'all like episode three, cool. This is going to take probably decidedly maybe shittier or, or darker. This is going, no, you know what I love about today? Um, number one, because we're going to have some real talk today. But number two, um, I think it's, it's really dope. And I think this is going to really define us and who's really going to follow because it's not always like we're always going to keep it light we're always going to keep it cool because that's just our personalities but i think today more so it's just having real talk and i think that this is like one of the reasons why i think that we did this thing so that we can actually have some real talk and real dialogue man as 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 dads as people like i think that's today's going to be the defining moment so if you don't fuck with us after this and you weren't meant to fuck with us from the beginning so no, that's true man so you i don't give what? a shit hey well said um so Chopped and Screwed Music to me, the whole subgenre of the music, um, it essentially kind of, in a way, because it's so slowed down, the beat doesn't hit like how it would if you were listening to it at full speed, right? The bass hits slower, the hi-hats kind of get drawn out and stuff like that. And so for me, I focus more on the lyrics. And then with that, it kind of puts me in a more reflective mood, a little more thoughtful mood. And it makes me kind of... I, I rock with it when I'm studying, when I'm just kind of like want to chill, but don't want to listen to R&B or anything like, or mm-hmm. any like easy acoustic music. And then, you know, recently I've been using it or listening to it a lot rather, um, just to kind of deal with my own emotions in terms of my mom's passing. So for those who are rocking with us now, welcome. But, um, in the prior episode, you know, I gave a brief shout out to my mom. She passed away No doubt. again. Shout out to mom, rest in power. Uh, miss you. Love you. Obviously. Uh, but yeah, man, she passed July 1st after um, somewhat of a brief struggle with uh, pancreatic cancer. Um, and that shit, like, you know, everyone's got... My mom had me kind of late in age, or she had me around the same time I had Kennedy. So, you know, for Koreans back in the day, like, they're like, oh, shit, like, you're an old mm-hmm. maid for having a kid at 35, 36. Um, but, you know, she's one of the most healthiest people I know. She's definitely the healthiest person in my family. And for her to get pancreatic cancer out of nowhere kind of um, 
Well, first, she's a three-time breast cancer survivor. So I was like, okay, there's nothing. My mom's fucking the, the female version of Wolverine. There's no way that some random shit's going to take her out. And then, you know, we how it happened was <clears throat> uh, my mom and I, we have we didn't have the best relationship. And I say that, I mean, everyone's relationship when they get grown is kind of, you know, you tend Wait, to either drift apart from your, from your mom or your dad or can whatever. Can I jump in real quick? Yeah. Because I don't want... I want to cover the relationship that you and your mom had first, but first, I just want to just kind of stop for a minute too. To number one, shout out moms. I didn't have the pleasure of meeting her and knowing her, but just through knowing you, it kind of means it means something special, man. And I, when you meet certain people in life, you don't know how they deal with shit, right? Like yeah. you don't know, like, like even with people, like that's why I always lead with like treat people right because you don't know who's going through what at right, any given right. time. So I, even when we first met. He, you were like, yo, so boom, this is going down. Like, like literally my mom is dying right now. And I was like, yo, do, do we want to wait? Like, do yeah. we want to like hold on for a second? Yeah. That, yeah. And I didn't was, even know I was going to do the podcast. Like I was like, this sounds dope. And like, there's a lot of stuff that sounds dope. And it's just like, do I have the time? Do I have the energy to deal with this? But cause by the way, like episode, we just filmed episode two when it happened. Like was that was like right? that week, I believe. No, episode two happened of the podcast and, she, I think she passed and then the you were like I think we did like on the Thursday or something you're like yo B I'm gonna go out to go see moms tomorrow and, and you were just like honestly I don't think she's gonna make it past the weekend and then oh, that yeah, following yeah. week that like that weekend she passed yeah and then I was just like you know you always take the other person's lead like how are you dealing with it before like I'm not gonna like address it or right we even like kind of laughed about how people are like Oh, you, like, yo, you don't even talk like that. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't give me the, don't give me the bitch voice. About that <laughs> shit too. Yeah, it's just like, ah, when people are fake and they hit you up and they have the fake voices, like Chappelle says, like, then you get the fake voice and you're like, what the fuck? Where, the, where did that voice sound come like from? that? Yeah. 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 Um, so like, just for, for me to you, man, like I applaud you, man, just for the strength. And I know we're going to talk about the strength part of everything later. We'll kind of tie it back to that. But bro, you showed up like, like, your life kept moving, so, like, I think it's dope that we're going to take this time today to just kind of slow shit down as a, as a reference to Houston. <laughs> chop and screw it today. Yeah, but um, I think that's a dope thing for you to be able to do that, man. Like, the strength that you have and still got to be a dad, still got to be a husband, still got to go to work, still got to do shit, still film this podcast, but still, like, be processing and dealing with everything. So, man. like, how are you, like, functioning? I don't know, man. Like, life kind of goes on, right? And I, and I was just thinking about this today, and it kind of came to me where parenthood, um, early stages of parenthood, I feel, are very similar, or there's parallels to be drawn from that um, in comparison to dealing with the aftermath of, like, li losing a close loved one um, in that you just get sapped of all your energy, right? I know you remember what it was like when Leah was a week old. Yeah. And she, and, like you got the energy somewhere it just kind of happened but i think the difference you have to draw energy from where some from somewhere because one you have this child that's like that needs you right yeah. that still happens when you're dealing with uh, the passing of a loved one but it's harder to draw the energy from i think because there's not the, the necessity doesn't feel as immediate for you to draw that energy because when i you know during uh Kennedy, when she was just months old, she would just be up at random nights fucking screaming, and I thought that I would have to, like, will myself to get up. No, I just got up and I did it. I was tired for as sure. fuck, but I still did it. 
but in the aftermath of my mom passing, I would have like sleepless nights and stuff like that. And then Kennedy would have a bad night here and there. And for me, it was just like, it was so much harder for me to get up. Cause it's like, you would think that you get some sort of relief after your loved one passes after suffering and seeing them kind of like physically deteriorate before your sure. eyes. But that's not really the case. Um, and I did, you know, and, and, you know, I, I'll get into the relationship a little bit later. Um, but I think one of the things that fucked me up the most was that we didn't have the best relationship up until it was kind of on and off, right? Yeah. We'd go essentially kind of hot and cold. Um, we'd get into it a little bit in terms of the way that she wanted me to live my life without getting to specifics. And I would just disagree and be like, this is my life, you know, yeah. like I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, and to the benefit of my immediate family, I was like, you're my, fa- you were my immediate family for a while, but now I kind of, you know, broke off and started my own thing. Um, and she disagreed with that. So we, I pushed that all to the side, um, to, to try to help take care of her. Um, so we didn't really talk about those issues. And then my mom passed and then the, the end kind of happened to her. Like the end kind of happened really quickly. We knew it was going to happen, but the energy that got sapped out of her was like so sudden and so quick that she couldn't really react to anything that she was just kind of there. So after she passed, I felt like um, I had a lot of sleepless nights because uh, I was afraid that she w- I was very fearful that she was going to visit me in my sleep and that she was going to judge me for the type of son that I was or wasn't, according to mm-hmm. her. So you think it was like regret? Um, I'm not I'm not going to say it was regret because I stand by the actions that I that I took in terms of, you know, placing my own family first over. So um, guilt. Probably guilt, like a weird form of like a weird form of guilt, because not yeah. not from like anything that per se that you did wrong, but you're yeah. living your life. I would say, I would say, yeah, like a weird form of survivor's guilt, right? Mm-hmm. Like obviously, sons are supposed to bury their mothers or their parents. Um, it's not supposed to be the other way. It's a fucking tragedy if that happens. Um, so we kind of knew and we prepared, but I wasn't. You know, for me, it's like I knew my oldest sister was going to have a very tough time because they lived together i mean my sister lived in the back house my mom lived in the front and they relied on each other so much yeah and they did kind of like appreciate that i had a family and that i was so far away so they weren't really tripping in that regard it would come up on occasion but nothing too crazy um so yeah i think there was a little bit of guilt or not a little bit like a lot of bit of guilt but there's nothing that i could have done about it but that doesn't mean it's not there 100 percent. Right? yeah so i was you know to be scared of seeing your own mom again like who wouldn't want to see your mom like who would want to, who wouldn't want to see a, uh, a deceased loved one like in their dreams and have a good time or get to catch up or whatever it is how they however they visit you, but I was you know I was very fearful of that and you know on occasion not to say that it happened all the time but I, you know once every couple of weeks I wouldn't be able to go to sleep and mm-hmm. I was afraid of what she might say like you weren't there for me when I needed you you could have skipped work this day you know you could have done this you could have done that yeah, like yeah, yeah. many things you know and I think being hard on myself is a characteristic that I'm pretty <clears throat> fond of because I feel like it keeps me grounded. So yeah, I don't yeah. get a big head and kind of like, Oh yeah, I'm the shit or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but that kind of came back to bite me in the ass. I was like, okay, like this is, this is more difficult than I thought it was going to be. And not to say that it wasn't that it was like cake, but it's like, no, I wasn't expecting this. Nah, it's never cake. And it's funny just cause you always can see, you can, I, I see people like go through these tragic moments in their lives and it's, it's interesting to see how people react because even like with me, like you're just very like, I'm just going to keep functioning. Right. Like yeah. it was like a functioning addict almost like where you're just like, yeah. you don't even realize you're just like, you're like, how's living. that? But you're like, no, I just keep doing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I'm just kind of like, 
Yo, fam, if we need to like chill for a second, you're like, no, we'll go. Let's go tomorrow. I'm keeping like, busy is like keeping busy is good because you don't get lost in your own thoughts. You know. You, yes, you believe no. that too. What's up, Freddie? Fred, yeah. No, I mean, I know, yeah. he's like, <laughs> Freddie just raised his hand, by the way. Like, he's acknowledging, like, his, <laughs> the same. Freddie Freddy definitely agrees. And I think for a lot of us who weren't necessarily taught how to deal with our emotions correctly, it's just one of those things. Stay busy. Fuck, that's a swallow segment, your emotions. Like, a 12 hour segment. Right? Like, not even a segment. That's like podcasts. 35 segments of yeah, a podcast. For sure. Like, just that alone. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, um, sounds corny, but there's like a quote in Shawshank Redemption where. I think Red, Morgan Freeman's character, has said some to the effect of, um, you either get busy living or you get busy dying. I don't have intentions of dying, so mm. I might as well you know, take care of shit that I need to take care of, and it helped me compartmentalize, but then I realized... But on the flip side, like you don't ever come back to it? I, and then like... like I, can't, I mean, yeah, I, I think once I got it out there, because I didn't, I, I didn't tell my wife initially that it had been bothering me for a few weeks. She can tell... But, you know, just like you, she kind of took my lead and was like, oh, I'm not going to really, For sure. I'm not going to really like, she'll ask me, are you okay? Are you cool? As opposed to like, let's talk about it. Cause she knows when it comes to deep stuff like this, I'll talk when I'm ready to talk mm-hmm. and it's not something that I necessarily have a problem with. So I do come back to it. Um, like the guilt in general. Um, and maybe I wasn't the best son and, you know, as a teenager, I was a shitty kid. Who wasn't? Yeah, we all are shitty. But at the kids. same, you know, at, at the time, I was just like, I should have realized because my mom was a single mom for so long. I was like, it was just me and her. My both my older sisters were out of the house. It was just me and her. She used me as yeah. an emotional crutch. Not, I don't want to say use, but she utilized she me as, you, yeah. as an emotional crutch, and I was there for a And it was just us for a while during the tough, during some of the tougher times of um, my mom's um, divorce to my dad. So. Um, all that, you know, she leaned on me heavily, and I think that kind of played a role in her feeling a certain type of way when she felt that, like, I wasn't as close to her. Mm. Um, but, you know, things get divvied up, and things get reshuffled around and reprioritized, so I can't really help that. Since your mom has passed, and, like, the people who know, have you gotten people to, like, this is, this is my biggest fucking pet peeve in the world, when people start off any sentence with, you should. Like... Yeah, oh, you should, and you want to smack the earth, wind, and fire out of somebody. Like. So many people, and I know that it's coming from a place of like, um, a place of try of of understanding and also sorrow for them because you know even if they don't know my mom, they're still sorry. You know, sorry for, for me, you. or they're you know they're sad for me, which I totally understand. But then, Fuck, you know, don't the fucking tell me what to do. I'm a grown ass man. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm about to be 38. Like I, I've done okay so far. Like I don't need like, and, and this is what I'll tell people. Um, and that's not to take shots at people that I'm close with that kind of tell me like, Oh, you should get some rest or you should do this or you should do that. I think it's, they just see when you see somebody who's in help, who needs help. You think that may, I think the knee jerk reaction is like, Oh, maybe that they think that you're not aware of what's going on. Right. So if I'm having a sleepless night, obviously I know it cause I'm scared to see my mom. hundred percent. But the next day, they're like, they don't know what happened the night before. So they're like, oh, you should get some rest. I'm like, oh, really? No shit. Really? Really? Oh, okay. Sarca- biting sarcasm gotcha. is the first thing that comes to mind. Like, oh, thank you so much. Like, uh, I should pay you hourly for this <laughs> advice. But, um, you know, for the people who are close to Retro who said that, 
Yo, I'm gonna say four. Fuck you, because <laughs> he's he's not gonna do it. So I would. they just, you know, it, it, it's more of a self care thing. No, of course, it no, no, no. To I'm, a larger, I'm, I'm playing, but I think yeah, to a larger issue of, of self care. But I think the the biggest thing to me was when people, um, when people kind of came to me and like, I'm not the type of person like I have warm and fuzzy moments, but that's not my baseline. So when they're like light and love and thoughts and prayers. I was like, that's not going to get me through the day, man. Like what's going to get me through the day is me thinking about my two girls and making sure that they're okay. And I don't want to give my negative energy to my wife who's dealing with her own stuff or my daughter who kind of doesn't understand like, why is dad not as you know affectionate with me? Why is he reprimanding me faster or what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So for me, it's just like Kennedy, Kennedy does not give a fuck if my, my mom passed. She does kind of miss her and what fucked me up was that recently we came to my mom's house i want to say about a month ago maybe about three weeks ago kennedy jumps on the floor she runs to where my mom's bed used to be at and then she like she like popped her head in and then she looked at me like what happened where is she and i was like you know she's not even two yet so i told her i was like grandma's not with us anymore she's with us just not in the physical form you know and then Mm. she's just kind of like kind of standing around like where is she i don't get it and she like looked around like you know, maybe she's in the closet, maybe she's in the bathroom and then nothing. I was like, you know, the only thing I can hope for now is that we gave her enough memories that she can look back on and that we can tell her not just me, but her two aunts as well. And also her mom that, so she can be fluent in what her grandma was like, you know, and understand the person she was, even if she wasn't around for that long. So I think that's the only thing that one of the things that, that helps to console me. For sure. And the cool thing about, I guess the the gift and the curse of having like kids that young is that they're so innocent and they're so naive and they don't know like they have no clue that the world is happening right yeah. they're just in their world so like, when you have moments like that when they, the obvious is sad right because it's just like yo and you have to face the reality it's like constant like check-ins of reality from them like where's grandma like she's not here and then five minutes later where's grandma like it make it forces you to deal with it. Yeah. But then on the other side too, it's kind of like they're just in their their own world and they're just like so happy about life, and it gives you hope. Like, all right, like yeah. things I are mean, gonna be okay. It, having a kid is like it's so pure. Right? Yeah. Their thoughts and intentions at that age, at least, are so pure. But then at the same time, it can be kind of dickish because, like, yeah, um, I understand you're crying about grandma right now, but I need my fucking diaper changed, Dad. So, yep. whatever. <laughs> hop to a chop chop <laughs> get the little fucking maid bell and shit like that know, right? um but you know I, I, I definitely it. don't take that out on kennedy because you know how no, can of you? course not you, you know but it still makes you feel a certain type of way but at the same time i think it it also helps toughen you up because you're just like okay well life keeps going on For and sure. i gotta you gotta move with it and be kind of you know go with the flow in in a sense not to sound cliche but i mean that's that's what it is so like overall though like like genuinely like outside of like sleepless nights like how like how are you coping like are you you know i i don't like to say the word coping because i feel like it's if you use something as a coping mechanism i feel like whatever you're going through kind of manifests itself in a different way down the line that maybe not be so easily identifiable right so true you know, speaking to my early days, like uh, I think we had spoken in uh, the first episodes, like I used to, you know, drink a fair amount. And I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you want to go out, you're going to get some beers. I'm like, not really. You know, like I'm still fucking with Topo Chico daily, FYI. So, I mean, you know, sponsorship opportunities. Whenever, if you're, whenever if you're, you're willing, ready, Topo, Topo Chico. Chico. Yeah. 
send send some cases over you know like we'll we'll wear Topo Chico jerseys or whatever the fuck <laughs> you know what I mean I'm down uh, totally down we don't uh, even need a check we just want you to send free yeah, shit yeah just send free shit this shit ain't <laughs> cheap man all this glass and check. fucking and healthy water fuck man it adds up <laughs> um, but yeah I mean where was I uh, fuck what was I talking about not coping oh yeah the coping mechanism is like a lot of people shout out to me for like a barbara walters moment there you go man (laughs) barbara walters b walters (laughs) b walters um i think the coping mechanism for me was essentially like trying to get sleep because i was just always so tired and the letdown from four months of taking care of my mom and then seeing her kind of deteriorate because then when I made the post to kind of tell other people because i just didn't feel like talking to everybody for sure when i put the post up blanket yeah, the blanket everybody. post. Like I was looking at old pictures. I was like, I didn't realize how much my mom had deteriorated, and that fucked me up. Because mm. I was seeing, I was seeing her two, three times a week to help her with chemo, to you know get her around, do whatever, just spend some time with her or what have you. And you know, seeing the difference between that that four months can take, and how quickly it could take somebody. Like it really, like that kind of it was like an added element of fucking me up. And I very briefly thought about like man maybe i should just you know ask you for some, some do say and be like oh let me just you know make it a do say night or a handy no doubt, night no doubt um but at this at this stage of the game it's like all right well now i have to think things through what are the repercussions then one i don't know how i'm gonna be when i'm drunk right i could take it out potentially take it out and like say some like like not nice things to my kid to my wife or I can wake up with a nasty hangover the next day and be out of commission and not be able to take care of my kid or see to it that my wife has what she needs and, you know, be there for her as well. So I think I, I still don't know what it is. The coping, me- I don't want a coping mechanism. I've just really sleep. And I think now just getting it out and telling people what I'm really feeling. Cause that, I, I kind of held that in for a little well, bit. Of course. And I think again, not, not jumping too far ahead, but even like, as you, as you talk about like, trying to find the right coping mechanism, the funny shit is, is like, as men, like even in the, like this is your mom, like your one, right? This is, there's no other. This is the one person who when you lose them, that's it. And we still gotta like deal. We still gotta like, even in, even in you talking about like, your rawest emotions right now, you literally are like, yeah, but I got to make sure. Like, you can't even, like, get through a sentence without saying, yeah, but I got to make sure. Yeah. Like, Kennedy's... Because at some point, like, you have to just take a... Give yourself a 20 and just be like, hold on, wait a second. Yeah. I got to, like... I got to be selfish for a minute. Process. And when is that, like, appropriate? Like, as a parent and as a husband, like, when is that appropriate to just be like, yo, hold the I, fuck man, up. Like, dude, like, let me get five minutes for a second, guys. Like, because it, I'm sure, like... And Pete will be like, fam, like... Of course, yeah. right? Yeah. But we do it to ourselves where we have to be superheroes all the fucking time yeah. and we never want to take the cape off. That's still, I think that's still a throwback to what our parents were like. We're just like... We're conditioned. They did everything. They did everything. They never showed it or anything like that. But I think, you know, now we can draw on emotions and be like, this is what it is to be healthy. Because what we're realizing now is that we have these instincts within us to say something, to be something. And there's still something saying like deep inside your head saying like, don't do it don't do it yeah. and it's like no that's not cool like true strength is showing the next generation how to deal properly with your emotions because i still don't think i deal with them properly because i still am there's not much to unpack with with my mom 
she passed. That's the long and short of it. There's guilt there that I probably wasn't the best son that I could have been to her. But at the same time, expressing myself in that way effectively is just not something that I'm, I don't think I'm perfect at yet or good at yet. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think any of us are because of how we were conditioned. But I also think, too, like, I think subconsciously you are making those, I think you are addressing it. And I think, just my opinion, I think you're addressing it more through actions because you're like, yo, like, I wasn't the best son to my mother but let me be the best dad to my, my, my daughter. Let me be the best husband to my, my wife. Like, yeah. So I think through actions, I, my opinion is that you're, you're showing it that way by doing versus by like saying or addressing. And that goes back to the superhero shit again. Which is the superhero exactly. thing, which, so is like, fucking, which is like the whole thing. It's cool, but at the same time, it's, it's, like, it's kind of a fucked up cycle. Right. So I don't know what I'm going to need you know, to yeah. take a breather. Because and, and, you know, as you know, I'm a pretty sociable person. And I just realized that I'm not ready to be out in public because there's so many different people saying, like, you okay? Um, do you need to talk? Tiptoeing around like you. Yeah, and, shit, and then man. it's just like, dude, just treat me normal. Yeah. And ask me if I'm good. If I'm good, I'll tell you. If I'm not, I'll tell you. But yeah. don't be like, oh, don't treat me with kid gloves. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a child. Right. I, you know, if I'm messed up or I don't want to talk about it, I'll tell I'll you. Tell I don't want to talk about, about it. I'm not going to be yeah. an asshole about it. I'm just going to be like, nah, it's not something I'm really willing to address right now. And yeah. so that kind of, like, put me in a not great place so i'm just kind of slowly venturing out a little bit more and more uh in terms of socializing again but yeah, i don't know like the, the the whole superhero complex that's something that i it's i strive real. to be dependable it's real and who doesn't what normal person doesn't strive to be dependable like oh i want to be there for my loved ones but then yeah but there's a, a difference where it takes so away from you there's a difference when you're like personally going through shit and still having to wear that mask or the cape and that's it it's crazy, too, because I think about, like, a couple of years ago when we were talking about how um, I experienced something, some, not my mother, but, like, a mother figure. Like, my aunt and my grandmother both passed within, like, three weeks of each Man, other. Man, power to like both your, of them, too. Shit. It was, like, your sister and your mom's relationships where they were, like, symbiotic. Like, they needed each other. Like, right, it right. was, like, and, like, literally my grandmother passed, and then three weeks later my aunt passed because they lived together their whole lives. Like, she was a caretaker, like it was like this necessary thing for them. And when both of them left, it's kind of like, man, like, and I feel like, is there something wrong? Because like, I'm, I'm not emotional. These are probably the two most important people in my life. Right. And it's kind of like life goes on, but at some point, like it's going to understand back. it. Yeah. Life has to pause for a second yeah. though. Right. Like yeah. even like a NBA think, game has timeouts, right? I think like we have the ability to pause life. I, th- I agree. I think, I think not so too. To, to pause our own lives for at least a little bit. Um, to give and, yourself a moment. Yeah, and whether that's through therapy or anything like that. And that's one of the things too. I've, I've only recently been, I would say, an advocate for therapy and things like that just because it's like, no, nah, I'm fine. Like, fine. But then when you see things manifest differently and you're like, I don't know where that came from. And then you try to trace it back. You're like, oh, that was fucking difficult to figure out. Mm-hmm. And you're like, when it comes up the first time, I should probably like look into it. And then there's, you know, I think your friends and your family are going to get your side of the story or whatever you feel about the situation. So they're obviously going to side with you. hundred percent. Unless it's something egregious where you're just like, yeah, I did something dumb. And they're like, okay, you fucked up. But outside of that, you know, I, I definitely, I certainly think it's, uh, beneficial for people to seek out professional help and there's a lot of apps and and confidentiality is a big thing because i know that people don't want to you know disclose that they have any sort of um emotional issues and i think it's fine to say it 
We all have them. You know? Everybody like, has I, them. Fuck, man. Day to day, I, I would say my mood changes from like, I'm pretty good. You know, I, you know, see my daughter and she on the on the rare days she does actually run up and want to hug me uh, it's great and then you know uh, then i'll have these moments where i'm just in the car or like it'll be at like a five second pause in between songs or whatever it is that will just hit that like deep mode like oh shit my mom might come see me tonight and be like hey man like where the fuck were you how come you didn't do this how come you didn't do that how come you didn't ask the doctor more questions and that so i'm like ah fuck and then this just sense of dread that takes like mm. that lasts longer than the moment these days the moments of joy that i get from being with my wife and my kid and that's yeah, yeah, what's yeah. kind of fucking me up um in terms of my day-to-day but you know you kind of kind of soldier through it and then when i have the time because you know i have to i had to go back to work i had there are things on my desk that need to be done and of course my job is just like they were cool they were cool about it but everyone's replaceable so i still don't want to be like yeah let me just kind of bullshit my way through life and yeah then, yeah figure it out from there so at some point it's i tough, think man. probably when i replenish my time off is is when i'll take a deeper look at, at what i need to do for in terms of self-care because um, right now you know my life is kind of shitty and in, in that not my life but my my habits have been shitty you know um have been eating right and I should have taken you up on that offer for your fucking beet juice when you gave me the opportunity <laughs> to. But I was like, that's a color of purple that shouldn't be natural. <laughs> it should only be some sort of but, palette, some sort of paint. But I should have taken you up on that offer, man. No doubt, man. And I think, too, it's a process. And I think you got to allow yourself the time to, to grieve, right? Like, I mean, it, it's different forms and shapes for every single person. And I think even right now, like, as you're experiencing life and, like, you have these fears of certain things, like, it's short-lived it will go it will pass but in the meantime you're just like you're you're in it like you're right there in the thick of it and i yeah. think um it's gonna be a tough road for a little bit but i feel like people never really realize it too until after they get out yeah because you condition yourself to be in this, this shitty place for a while and then when you get out you're like why did i do that why was i there why didn't Hindsight's i just 2020 sooner? we're just yeah. talking about that today freddie that hindsight's always 2020 and that shit some cliches that stand the test of time I feel like are just they tend to be truth, right? Hindsight's always twenty twenty because you can kind of problem solve, absolutely, and reverse engineer what you could have done differently. We don't know the outcome of what. Yeah, bird's eye view is always like you can see everything. Exactly, and <laughs> I, and you know, had I been there more for my mom or taken more time off, God forbid something happened to Kennedy, I don't have the time to take off for that, or something happens to my wife, or something happens to somebody else. It's like the way it is is the way it is. I can't change that, and I think what. And the thing that's fucked up, too, is that we never addressed my mom's way of arguing was we would have it out and I would try to come at her logically and be like, this is how I feel that your argument is flawed. And this is my stance on the issue. Rather than to say, I see your point, but I still disagree. She would just shut down and be like, OK, and then change the subject. And she wouldn't even say, OK, she'd be like, well, blah, 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 blah. Just and you fucked up here, it. too. Just sweep everything. Right. So we never had that moment. So what's great is that. Uh, my my mom made amends with my wife and that's not to say that they like hated each other or anything like that in fact it's it's quite the opposite you know my wife loved my mom for who she was and how she brought me up in this world and my mom i think in the later years getting close to her passing she grew to appreciate and love my wife as well but for anyone that doesn't know i'm korean american uh my wife is biracial she's uh, afro-latina and that shit just doesn't mix in the korean community um, the riots back in 92 
there's still a lot of um, issues there. My grandma was uh, was in K-Town during the riots and stuff like that. And even though a lot of my extended family were black and brown folks, it's something... something You're still a disgrace yeah, to your family. Yeah, technically, yeah. They're just like, you, oh my God. That like, should you never couldn't, you couldn't marry a You couldn't marry at least an Asian, like a, a Chinese girl or we'll a Japanese girl? We'll even take girl? Filipino. Like, <laughs> <laughs> take Filipino, the ocean, whatever. Like, Give me something like, real. with slanted eyes. So, <laughs> I don't care what it is. So that... Fuck. That shit started issues, obviously. No question. Very big Absolutely. issues because we're, it's a know, cultural thing. It's, that's not it, like a, that's not isolated to no, you. No, that that's is not a unique. Cultural thing. Yeah. Like, so, so for any of you guys that have uh, Asian friends, to be like, oh, just ask them how they feel, how their old school family feels about shit like that, interracial dating, especially when it comes to black and brown people. Shit don't fly. Typically, it doesn't fly. You'll get the nah, one off because we hit up cool. all the liquor stores. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> That's another fucking that like that, that whole history is another podcast. It's crazy in and it's of itself. Crazy. Um, so hurry up and buy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth though. I'm not you know cleaners, donut shops, nah, liquor stores. This shit's real. I mean, Facts. I'm not. We live in LA. We see that shit all the time. I'm not gonna lie about that. I'm definitely not gonna act like that's not the case because it is with nah, you no know, question, man. Korean stores and whatnot. But um, you know, my mom made amends with my wife and said, you know she regretted the way that she handled things, you know? And then I told my wife when my mom got first, first got sick, like she's never going to apologize for anything. That's just my mom. And she's going to sweep it on the rug like she does, but she made immense of my wife and my wife, she understood the gravity of the situation. I was like, Holy shit, this is huge. But I didn't get that opportunity with my mom because if, if she even had it in mind, I, I'm not sure. Right. So I think that, um, because we never settled, some pretty major issues that we had with each other it's hard for me to say like oh well she's so proud of you is like is she mm. i don't know do you, you just feel know? like you have like, so much like unfinished business yeah that you never really like addressed. just a, like a fucking 30 minute conversation but every time i saw my mom was trying to help her out with something trying to alleviate her stress you know taking her to and from doctor's appointments to and from chemo so that kind of i didn't have opportunity for that and i wish i could tell her i was like look you know this is not a knock on you or your parenting style at all like if, if anything, I learned from it, but you just have to understand that I'm, I'm my own man. And right. that, that's the way it was always going to be. But at the, at, and I don't want my mom to be like disappointed because I didn't grow up to be this stereotypical Korean boy where it's like doctor, lawyer, something like that. I was like, I did the, the, the third best thing, you know, For found a decent job. job. Yeah, <laughs> I, got a, I got a job that, that I got a stable. job. Yeah, stable job, you know. <laughs> pays well. It yeah. pays, pays okay and, and gives me great benefits. But never getting the opportunity to say, you know, to, for my mom to actually say goodbye or vice versa. Because I didn't get – she was so weak that she didn't give us – she didn't really have the opportunity to say anything. It was the last words she ever said to me were, I want to die. Because we were debating on – we weren't debating. We were talking about hospice care. And hospice care is essentially just like, well, they take her off the comfort basic life care, support, yeah. comfort care, and they give um, medication to, to help ease the transition. Um, so we had spoken about that, and that's the only words my mom can muster. The only thing after that is if she wanted water or not, I would ask her if she would want water, and she would either give me like a very faint nod or shake of her head. And for me to – everyone always thinks it's going to be like the movies where it's like, oh, well, you know, like I, I lived a good life, and you were a good son. Yeah. and No. Shit don't work like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, my mom's life got snuffed out and I don't have any closure when it comes to that. And that I think is what's messing me up too. Cause 
who knows? The, you know your mom loved you. She loved you so much. She was so proud of you. Was she? Right. You don't know. I don't know. Sure. She said she was. Of course. You know, she's proud of the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm you know, there for my wife. I'm there for my, uh, my daughter in ways that my dad wasn't there for his core family. But outside of that, you know, that I just don't know, man. And that's right. the shit that fucking kills me. Like, I don't know. I want to say I know, but then I was like, am I giving myself too much credit? Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows, man? But what's the... Like, what's the goal? Like, what's like, what can you do differently now? Like learning from that experience, because you can't change it. You still have unanswered questions that you can never get answered. Yeah. So, like, how do you move forward from it? Like, what is the. I just got to live, live as well as possible. Yeah. Right. And, and it's easier said than done. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, staying on course, you know. And again, the recurring theme here is like, be the Superman, um, you know like dig deep and, and keep doing what you're doing. But uh, you know, there's some comfort in that, but I, I think that again, there's no timeouts. So that's sure. hard. That's hard as fuck. And, and there's um, a quote in Korean. And I'm not going to say it cause I my Korean is terrible, historically terrible. Um, at but, this point I need to hear it. Nope. <laughs> you, you probably think I'm just, I have a mad immigrant voice. Like, no, it's actually not bad. Like, no, I sound like a fucking, white guy from Manhattan Beach trying to speak Korean <laughs> through fucking Rosetta Stone for the first time. Gentrified Korean? No, I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna, that? yeah, gentrified Korean, if that's the thing, probably, like, speak Korean with my pinkies up or something, like, no, I'm not gonna speak Korean, but there's a, Topo there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's like a quote that my dad that roughly translates to consistent pounding, and that's one thing that he taught me to, two of the things he taught me were the consistent pounding is like, you keep going, keep going. Um, and there's value in that, but there's also value in stopping and taking sure, stock man. of where you're at. But, but again, that's old school mentality versus like how we were raised versus like today. And that's one thing that I think we can take away from like the Freddy's generation, right? Like is they taught us like, nah, be okay with being in touch with your emotions. Be okay with yeah. being vulnerable. Like yeah. that's something that we were not raised on. That's just not a thing. And I think that's dope that that's more socially accepted to do that because like the modern masculinity has completely changed. Like it's not the same definition of what it was. I think, yeah, masculinity now is, I think it's just a label where it's more so, um, it's just fluid. Absolutely. And and people we're elder millennials, but people, even elder millennials like us give shit to the younger millennials, but the younger millennials have figured so much shit out. Absolutely. They've hacked the system that we've been like, oh, what do I do with this? Like, you know, whatever it is in terms of how to make the world better, a lot of that shit, like a vast majority of that shit, we got to give credit to um, the younger millennials or the younger generation because Facts. I, you never really think of a label as being something fluid or just, you know, something that can change over time. But if you think about that, even, you know, music, um, comedy, stuff like that, that you think is timeless, it still changes. And then I think masculinity is a part of that. So just because masculinity now is not defined by how tough you are. Absolutely not. I don't think, it, I don't think that's the case at all. Or are to you me, emotionally available? Yeah. It's like masculine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah emo- being emotionally available and being sensitive and stuff like that is, is the modern definition of masculinity. And I think it's like, it's one of those things that you just have. Right. Yeah. So if you're a guy or identify as a guy or what have you like, then you are masculine. Yeah. Right. Just like there's no way to be Korean. There's no way to be Mexican. There's no way to be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Afro Cuban or anything like that. It's like, no, you just are. Yeah, right. And nothing can take that away from you. So however you define it is 
what suits your life, right? To me, so long as it doesn't affect other people negatively in your life, right? So there's, I'm sure there's modern masculinity um, embedded in certain guys that's like while problematic where they're still thinking like no woman's places in the kitchen and all this other fuck Absolutely, shit. because that's our generation. Yeah, that's Elder still our generation. That's unfortunately. Yeah, that's unfortunately. the tradition. That's the norm. Right, and that's a part of it too. So I think being that it's fluid, I'm hoping it's trending in the right direction. I see a lot of promising things, you know, like you said, being uh, more emotionally available and just being more understanding to different aspects that I don't understand because right. in, in all honesty, like gender fluidity to me like i don't understand it but i was like just because i don't understand it doesn't mean i have to be like no that doesn't make sense to me i'm not gonna accept it like no what the fuck like what's it gonna cost you to these things that you don't understand like the whole and even just the other day there's um um i learned that like women that they, they take the the e out or the a out and they put an x in there instead so i don't know how you would pronounce that necessarily but that's the thing where it's like i guess speaking to gender fluidity and i was like i've never even heard of that shit before but i was like it's not just get off of my back like if you want to if you want to be referred to as such then fine or like latinx like instead of latino or latino it's like latinx i'm like okay fine i don't get it but like i don't personally understand it and that's not to say i don't want to take the time to understand it but it's like for me the first the first thing is like what does it cost me to show you the basic modicum of respect nothing it costs me nothing and there's still people that are just like I don't want to do that. That doesn't fit into what I believe is well, masculinity. Well, agenda. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. At, like, do I understand? No. But does it affect my day-to-day? No, no, it doesn't. I don't give a shit. Like, fine. And that's not to say I don't give a shit about the, that certain section of people, but I just don't I'm care enough. I don't give a shit to... about how you identify. Do you, boo-boo. Do you. <laughs> yeah, like, do whatever you want to do as right, long as, right, it, right. You know, as, long as, as you're not hurting other people. I'm fine with it, man. So modern masculinity, I think, is... Something that we all think, I think we, we should all view as something fluid, both to the good and to the bad. And yeah. even that saying good and bad is kind of subjective. Absolutely. Right? Um, in that, you know, there's certain things I think is like, yeah, it's totally like progressive and, and things like that. And someone's like, oh, no, like next thing you know, they're going to, you know, put my son in a skirt or something like that and say it's OK. I'm like, dude, who the fuck cares? If your son wants to wear a skirt, if your son wants to do whatever, or if your son wants to identify as something else. Is your, is. is your son an asshole? No? Cool. You did a good job of parenting. Or Absolutely. you at least did a serviceable job of parenting. Like, yeah. come on. Really? You're going to put all your, all your stock in that because of how you feel and how insecure you are? No, just be secure with yourself. And to, the, and to speak to the good and to the bad, that's, that's just going to be masculinity to me. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, I think I just want to shout out Freddie because I feel like you fixed the elder millennial generation. Like you did. single-handedly his, did. His, oh, yeah. Or she. (laughs) Or he. We just. Fluid. I mean, I don't know. They. (laughs) They fixed. Fluid, man. Look, keep it fluid. That's going to be a recurring theme. Like, whatever you guys feel at a certain moment in time, just understand that it could change day to day and it could change 10 years from now. I think that's. Whether you agree or disagree, that's fine with us. Like, I mean, me and B, I think, are on the same level in terms of. Absolutely. Understanding things or not understanding things. But you don't have to agree with us, but just understand that things aren't always going to be this way. And that either you change with the times and get ahead of it, or you get left in the dust and then, you know, Freddy's generation takes over and they make things better because you are incapable of doing no so. So be part, of the, be part of the solution. Be part of the solution. That's all I got to say about that. So um, with today, man, just for me, one last question for you, man. So like walking away from today, I know it was like a little bit of a different tempo from like what we've now established as our regular cadence. 
um what do you want to end the a convo today with man because this is today's episode for sure was dedicated to moms man and again may she rest in power but i think there's a lot of good stuff that we covered today and i think that's important to be able to take certain things away from it and the people listening and the people watching um you know this is important stuff so like if you're looking for like coonery and like bullshit all the time it's not first of all i feel comfortable saying that word man so you're not gonna catch me saying that shit but Coonery, or buffoonery, fuckery, bread and circuses. <laughs> like, <laughs> what was it? Tomfoolery and hijinks. Tomfoolery, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, if you want that all the time, then this is not the right show for you. We're not going to do that. But I think that th- we have to be able to walk away with everything, with certain or every episode, at least with something. I mean, this is, yeah, this is a very real. But this is a real moment, though. So like, let's not get it confused either. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Um, and I, you know, I felt somewhat uncomfortable speaking about it because it's like, you know, I'm putting it out there. And I typically like to be a little more guarded about certain Absolutely. things. But it's been great. Uh, again, don't expect this every episode <laughs> in terms of feelings. But, nah. you know, I'm, you know I, my goal is to be 100% uh, honest about a lot of things. And if that's one thing that you can at least get, get from this podcast, we're not always going to be funny. Um, we're not always going to be nah. on the same level as you. We're not always even get, We're not even always going to be as progressive as you want us to be. And that's fine. But you're going to get a true sense of us. Like, there's no reason for me to bullshit. There's no reason for me to bullshit or Fred to bullshit. So no, it's I really, think that's... Yeah, it's really who we are, man. We go through real shit. And, I mean, even with the the need to do this to give people more, right? The, right. The, the era, the, what is it, the era of, like, instant and immediate gratification. Like, we need more. Like, we need a podcast every, like, week. It's just like... Nah, people going through real shit, man. I think that's why it was important to be able to pause for a second and just, like, address some real shit. Because, again... This is your real life. Like, yeah. as a friend, as a partner, as a co-host, like, my number one concern was, like, yo, are you good? Like, we, yeah, you we chat. right, man? Like, that. we cool? Like, we, you want to go? We can chill for a second. And that's I the think. thing I'll say, too, to, to people that are in our generation of, of mid to late 30s, like, especially with men that you know are still trying to transition out of being um, semi-problematic, is like, dude, you don't have to just treat him with kick gloves. Just hit him up once in a while and be like, you no good? No doubt, man. Just because just someone's, like, trooping through it does not mean it's less heavy than it would be for other people who are possibly more sensitive or, or deal with their emotions better. It's still just as heavy. You know what I mean? So I was like, it, it's just I as really heavy, appreciate. No doubt, man. And I think even the people who, who present like life is still going on, you got to check in. Like you just got to check in. And it's as simple as like, yo, you all right? You good? You need something? You cool? No? All right, I'm good. All right, cool. When you're ready, you'll talk about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but just, you know, check my in advice with people, to, man. To, to people checking on their friends, family, loved ones, whatever, like, just be mindful. Just be mindful. That's, you know, that's some Buddhist shit right there. But, you yeah. know, it, it's the truth. So even so, this episode took, you know, a decidedly more somber tone. We still came up showing up showing up with heat rocks. No doubt, man. You and know. we're still waiting for the Double Chico sponsors. So. Yeah. Uh, back to regularly scheduled programming next episode. <laughs> Double Chico holler us for real because I would probably enjoy that more than a Henny sponsorship. Probably. Prob- no, Freddie? You prefer Henny over Tobo Chico? You were gonna be slanging shit. Yo, fam. <laughs> loose. Yo, I would appreciate a Duce and Lemonade sponsor so we can get simply lemonade and Duce. Yo, so if you see us out here on El Segundo And you see like mad bottles on know, PCH somewhere that yeah, we're rocking with like trench coats that are heavy, that look heavy as fuck. We're not trying to flash you, we're trying to slang some things and, and, and get a better set and no, get some. Get Yo, a better background on all same that podcast. Shit. 
Same podcast. Same podcast. New set. Who this man? <laughs> <laughs> Switched it up. We're gonna have. We're gonna have some. We're gonna be on Thrones next episode. That's how you, you know the sponsorship know. money came through. Keep so, guessing. Yeah, that's what's up, man. So yeah, um, that's what's up, man. Well, I I appreciate you, man, for coming through and being being super honest, man, and raw, man. Again, I. I I can't thank you enough, man. Like, that's a lot. It's heavy. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't easy. I, uh, and again, you know, we weren't kind of on tight schedule because this week and a half went by really quick. And I was like, I definitely want to get stuff out there every two weeks. And so not that it was a responsibility, but it was like, no, I need to get this out there just so I can. And, and it did help. It wasn't help comfortable you, at first, yeah. but it did help. So that's what's up, man. Just having you guys here, like, accommodating me, you know, I'm really appreciative of that shit, too. And, you know, for anyone who has questions about anything after this, like, hit us up, man. Like, we're still available. It's not just because we're doing the podcast doesn't mean we're not always available it's like hit us up and ask us questions whatever you want to man and we'll, and we'll talk about it so hit us up man i think we'll do a better job too of like maybe like touching base like between yeah maybe doing some live shit man just going on just checking in with the people um yeah you know, what's up man community shout for sure because you know the community is growing and we really appreciate that too so man the love we got from the last couple bro like it's crazy like it's crazy like i'm blown away by how many people have tuned in in only three episodes it's nuts yeah it's crazy so we're doing something right we're doing something right man we got more stuff cooking we're in the kitchen right now that we are we were just talking about that shit we can't we got some shit cooking we don't want to get sued so we're not going to talk about any of our partnerships yet not yet we'll get there but we'll get there we got some shit cooking man so like i'm excited about what's coming um next episode episode five man will be coming to you guys soon shortly but Hey, by the time this comes out, it's probably going to be B's birthday. Everyone wish him a happy fucking birthday. It's going to be Yo, what, the 18th. What is, he, what is he doing? I don't give a right? shit. Fuck it. What is going when on? When this comes out, Yo, it'll probably be off. your birthday. Cut his mic off, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> cut him off. Well, like Nicki Minaj and Joe Budden, cut this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> But yo, nope. for real, man, celebrate celebrate the good times. You know what I mean? Celebrate every day's a good time, man. So that's true. Every day above ground's a win. Cheers. 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 That shit uh, without. Shout out to my man Paul. Not above you. Oh, not, not above you. you. Right beside you. That's you. the shout toast. out to Paulie. Uh, double dosage. That's what's up, man. But no, yeah. man. Thank you for everything. Um, appreciate you, brother. I'm excited for for what's to come, man. And I again, I can't thank you enough for being Likewise, man. Today, man. That's we'll, dope. we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Uh, we promise we'll probably have at least one more joke in there. <laughs> Number five, bitches. Yeah, we out. <laughs> we out, man. Take care, guys.